On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with Danielle Porter about the process of getting an ADHD diagnosis and what that looks like for different people. We also discuss the importance of checking in with your values when working towards self-improvement. Episodes drop on all platforms every Monday at 6 p.m. And welcome to The Smoke Break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz. Hello. And Danielle Porter. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Really excited to have you. Excited to be here. Yeah, we got Danielle Porter here today. She's a comedian and amazing lady all around. True, true. And we want to talk with you about ADHD. Yeah, I'm fun. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, And we're going to do our best not to fidget. We got a new table. Uh, Check it out. We got a fidget Uh, spinner, though, too. We got a fidget spinner. (laughs) Fidget toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have my bobby pin. Perfect for the episode. (laughs) It's very representative of what we're we're doing. brand here, yeah. (laughs) Um, So ADHD, um, what has been your experience with uh, even understanding that you have it yourself? I mean, it it was a long process to kind of figure out that I had ADHD because, like, I had a lot of friends growing up who had ADHD and I didn't really show a lot of those signs. So it was just one of those things where I was just like, nah, you can't. There's yeah. no way that you have it. And my sister got diagnosed during the pandemic and like she was just like explaining some of the stuff that she does. And it was just like kind of like that moment of like glass shattering where you're like, oh, fuck, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, it was just kind of like diving into it, getting on like, TikTok is the best way to find out shit oh, yeah. about like lot, your disorders. Yeah. Cause like I got on TikTok and was just like watching video after video and it's just like everything makes sense right now. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I th- I think that even just finding um just like a community and similarities with some of the symptoms that Absolutely. you've been having can mm-hmm. be so, so helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like it that was one of those things where I was like to find out that like, oh, all these things that you've been doing your entire mm-hmm. life there was a reason why you were yeah. doing those things. Like, cause I didn't like, I just never thought about any things like fidgeting was just like, I'm like pulling a zipper up and down for no reason. Yeah, and yeah. I just like get That's in my That's just what head. I do when I'm bored. Yeah. yeah it was just like, <laughs> I, it, it took like, I, I was, like, it is normal. What do you mean? <laughs> I was just like having a conversation. Like I was letting a comic stay in my house. We were having a conversation, just sitting at my, my table. And I noticed like, I just kept, turning my leg just in a circle for like an hour and wasn't getting tired. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then it was just like watching these videos, like they're so like eye opening. And like, it's, it's just like young kids who are getting diagnosed. And then like, it's older people who are like in their forties who are just like, yeah, I've had ADHD my entire life. Mm -hmm. And like, no one thought it was a thing. And then TikTok was just like, actually it kind of, is a big deal that we've just been dismissing all of these kids for so long. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I've heard that like part of that, part of that, like a lot of women or like, you know, like people who like, they don't present people who don't have like the typical presentation of ADHD, Mm -hmm. like I think are more likely to just like mask it and like, just think there's something wrong with us sure. and the way we think or the way we do things yeah. um, because it was like most of the research was done on like young boys and yeah. white men in general. Yeah. Well, and the thing for me was like, I'm when I was like young, I, I was hyperactive, but it was just kind of like my parents were just like, no, nah, like we go, go sit down. Go like, yeah, yeah, we did like, I don't know if you guys have heard of cook's hookup, but it's like, you take your hands, you lock them like this and mm. then you sit with your legs crossed mm. and like, you're like, meditating basically yeah. hmm. and that anytime i got crazy anytime i just started jumping or anything yeah. in the grocery store or whatever my mom would just be like danielle 
cook's hookup. Fucking hated <laughs> yeah. it. I hated it. Yeah, no, it sounds like a torture. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking awful. Do you know where they got that from? I've never heard of that. I they're like weird hippies. It's like it some self like soothing yeah, kind of was, thing. And like they they didn't want to diagnose me as ADHD. Like yeah. it's been yeah. brought up to my mom. Yeah. It took like a very long time for them to like I mean, like now that I've kind of I self-diagnosed myself a little bit, but yeah. then I like yeah. went in and got doctors yeah. and everything like that. But it was like now my mom's kind of like, maybe I have ADHD. And I was yeah. like, probably. Yeah. It well, is genetic. My mom totally does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely diagnosed her. What, uh, what do you think was your parents' hesitancy with diagnosing you or even having you get diagnosed? Well, I think, it, you know, like no parent wants that to represent them. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. like my parents, they're boomers. They grew up in that time where it's like, if your kid's fucked up, it's your fault. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm super fucked up. Yeah. It is their fault. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's yeah. Like, so it's but. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like one of those things where it's like, my mom was afraid to have me labeled. My dad was like, my mom says my dad was afraid to have me labeled. And so it's like, because of that, I suffered because yeah. they yeah. didn't do what was best in the best interest. And like yeah. parents nowadays are like fucking doing what's in their best interest for their kids yeah. versus what's in the best interest of the parent. And yeah. that's something that's yeah. like very different, different yeah. about Gen Z versus, you know, millennials mm -hmm. and, and yeah. Gen X. Like yeah. it's, it's a very different setup. And like I got diagnosed with dyslexia, but it took teachers fighting for me to go yes. through mm. the process. And like, if you have ADHD, you most likely have dyslexia too. And really? they go together. Oh, I didn't Does that know have that. to, sometimes I write the same word twice. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that? Where And I like, I don't notice it until I read back and I'm yeah. like, I, do do I was going sometimes. through the, the store and then yeah. it's like, how did I write? I, yeah. It took all my concentration to write it once. How did I secretly write it twice? <laughs> yeah. Like, hide it from myself. My thing is like, I will skip words and like punctuation. And mm. so like, I would turn in a paper and my teacher would be like, I can't. This is the biggest run on sentence this. I've ever yeah. seen. Like, they're like, I, there's no comma. There's yeah. some quotation marks for some reason here. The introduction and the closing are both the same sentence. And somehow you got the semicolon right, but what? Yeah. Why is, is like it the here? Weirdest, which is yeah. like the weirdest punctuation mark. Yeah, to yeah. have figured yeah. out. Where it's like another sentence, but not quite another yeah. sentence. <laughs> what about you, Zoe? Uh, how did uh, ADHD show up for you, like, you know, maybe when you were younger as opposed to like how you're seeing it now? Yeah, I think I kind of have a similar story to you, Danielle. Like, I think my parent, my parents are hippies. They're a little older than your parents, but I think they probably felt, didn't believe in labels as mm -hmm. much. And uh, and I think like they probably wouldn't. You know, I, I'm I'm grateful that I didn't get put on like Adderall or anything when yeah. I was younger, just because I feel like not that there's nothing wrong with people who need it, but I just feel like that probably wouldn't have been great for me for other reasons. Sure, you know, yeah. but yeah. um, but I but yeah, I can think, fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can. And I just you know like I think it probably. I mean, in some ways, it probably led me to do a lot of masking and like thinking there were things wrong with me. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, and I would say that's the biggest thing that I've really felt the like a lot about is like thought about a lot about since I've learned more about it is like there were so many things that I do that I thought I was just inherently annoying yeah. or things mm. were just inherently more difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and I felt a lot of shame around like not being able to control the way that I communicate sometimes and like yeah. the way I communicate coming across like I'm insensitive or I'm not mm -hmm. listening or just I just stress people out sometimes because I'm really hyper and I can talk really fast. Sure. Um, and then learning that all of those things were actually because like my brain was wired differently. Yes. Re it removed a lot of shame. It, it allowed me to understand myself in a way that allowed me to feel kinder towards myself in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. So, yeah. so no. I think that's something I've noticed. But similar to you, I think I didn't get diagnosed yeah. for the same reasons. Yeah. Um, I got diagnosed once when I was like 19, but I then I think I didn't totally believe in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I went back to grad school this last time, my therapist was like, I think maybe we need to like re-diagnose you and see if that's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the the fact that you were able to get rid of like just the layers of shame, I think is like really important because I think when we don't know what's happening, our 
my at least my uh, reaction is just to blame myself yep. and just be like, sure, this is because I suck. This yep. is because yeah. I suck. And it's yep. like there's too much context of of your environment, of your genetics, of like there's too there's too much context for you know you to not have. It's I want to say label, but it's like. I feel like that's a bad word, but at the same time, like labeling something that's important yeah. is very yeah. is is a good thing. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I like labels because yeah. I feel like they allow you to know why you are the way you are, yeah. and yeah. like exactly. you might necessarily not fit into that complete box. But it's like all the shit that I was doing, and like all the self hate that I created for myself yes. was because that like I felt different, yeah, and there was no explanation of why I was different, yeah. yeah. And like once that kind of like hit that place, like I'm way nicer to myself now yeah. than yeah. I was before the diagnosis yeah. definitely yeah no that's yeah. awesome what about you zane what was your experience you have it do you have it i do i, I do like i started fidgeting it. as soon as you said yeah. something um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i got diagnosed when i was probably like in first or second grade it was in the 90s so uh everybody had adhd and yeah. everybody had bipolar yeah. so mm -hmm. at the time i didn't believe that i had it yeah um i didn't believe that i had adhd and i didn't believe that i had bipolar um they put me on medication and so that was a trip uh putting a i don't know even know how old i was how but old, yeah, yeah. in second grade a second Second grader second on meth. like seven That's or eight, right? Insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was one day I went into the lunchroom and I was just like, my hearing started like being like really weird, and I was just like, I couldn't hear myself, and it was just like it was mm -hmm. tripping me. It's like you mm -hmm. don't. Drugs can be helpful, but I think you have to develop a certain amount to be able to process them. Sure, properly. and they well, start them too high for a lot of people. I went yeah. on Wellbutrin for my ADHD, and mm -hmm. I got put on to like 175 milligrams a day. It gave me like panic attacks because yeah, yeah. they have a stimulant impact it, yeah. it was it was yeah. too much for me but like i've done like like i'll do i did 120 milligram of adderall once and i was like that's too much mm -hmm. and then i do 10 milligrams if i do it and that is the perfect amount for me yeah mm -hmm. yeah well and even just understanding that there is like a right amount you know that yeah. maybe the problem isn't the drug it's just the quantity of the drug and they push too much too fast and it's like you need time to build up to something like i'm on this like antidepressant and they, when they started me, they started me on 25 milligrams and then they built me up to 100 milligrams because they're like, this is something that you have to work up to. This is yes. not something that you, you just start take. taking. You yeah, you don't just skip and on the way. That's what yeah. they should do with the Wellbutrin. They should not start you out that high. Yeah. Like you should be taking it once a day. Not yeah, that's how my doctor started me on the lowest dose. No, yeah. mine was like yeah. twice a day, once at like in the morning, once at bedtime. Yeah, that's and a then lot. I you'll hit be in a constant six, state of panic. I hit six days. I was crying under tables. My roommate came, <laughs> came and found me, and she's like, "Are nope. you?" Okay. And I'm like, no, no, I want to okay. die. Yeah, I yeah. want to die. Yeah. yeah. And I've talked to similar people who've been on it and they've been like, no, it made me want to kill myself. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that. I've heard That's that very you ease onto it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that similarly about, um, yeah, just a lot of medication where it's like it, the, the, purpose is to help but if it's not helping it's causing like a huge hindrance that's what the pharmacist says immediately if you start to feel like any signs of suicide or any of this like stop taking it call your doctor yeah i called my doctor and my doctor's like we'll figure out a time to get an appointment for you but like didn't seem concerned <laughs> yeah he's like that happens you're like yeah. cool thanks dude i was just like i wanted to die and she was like that's weird and i was like did you what do you not understand how <laughs> mental health works <laughs> yeah. i don't know she left huh. yeah. Goofy. Well, how like, long were you on medication when you were a kid, Zane? Do you know? Um, I'd taken it basically up and through high school. So starting that, at like eight or nine, you think? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, so I started like, yeah, when I was like super young. I, they had me on Ritalin, then they had me on Adderall. I eventually like evened out and gotten used to it. And then I had reached basically a point in my uh in my substance use where like I was old enough to start abusing drugs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
oh shit, uh, this is awesome. And so after I had gotten busted with meth, I was just like, okay, well, I don't want any of these, you know, in yeah. my system. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take them all out of the equation. And uh, it wasn't really until like the last couple of years that like I got re-diagnosed with um, ADHD and bipolar, mm-hmm. which have given me so much perspective yeah. Um, because, yeah, I I didn't, I didn't realize... Um, yeah, just like how they were affecting me or even just thinking like, well, I don't really have bipolar. That's just what they said in the 90s. I don't really mm-hmm. have ADHD. It's what they said. Yeah. Um, but the question I wanted to ask was uh, you had you had brought up not necessarily fitting into the same box that everybody else did yeah. for ADHD. What were ways that you think you differed? Well, because uh, this is specifically for women is like mm-hmm. women sure. learn to mask at a really young age. And so like basically like when I got hyper in the store mm-hmm. and like my parents were like cooks hook up. If I like interrupted, like, which is like a very big thing that kids do with ADHD is they're like Mm -hmm. constantly interrupting, constantly needing attention because they're trying to get that dopamine. Yeah. My dad would yell at me. And so it would make me just be like, you know what? I don't want to talk. And and that's something Mm. that's like affected me into my adulthood where it's like. And I think that's probably why I found the stage was because I have the microphone. Yeah. No one else can fucking, you know. Yeah, no, like, I get that. I can see that. So it was like one of those things where it was like a lot of those those things that I would do. I would just like try to like do the opposite of that and like I didn't you know mm-hmm. once I like the first time I tried ADHD medication I was like oh my god my brain is like it slowed down and I feel like for kids who are like trying those drugs for the first time that yeah. I don't know if that's gonna slow them down I feel like that's gonna hype them up like sugar does when you're young yeah yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it probably depends on the kid but yeah. I, I do think there's like some concern around just putting I mean I think like if your kid really really needs it obviously like sure. who am I to judge but I think yeah uh, yeah, I think I'm I am kind of grateful for the same reason because I think I just I just because I did have my own struggles with addiction. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how that would have. Um, well, and I've nannied for kids who like I had a family who I was nannying for and both the kids were on ADHD meds and the kids just didn't want to take it. Like they wouldn't take it. Yeah. I have a lot yeah. of side effects, too. That's why yeah. I'm not taking it. Yeah. I, and I, I think that that's like I, I wish that we gave kids that amount of auto- like autonomy. You or know, start to them on like, a really hey, low dose. Like, you know, yeah. like, hey, you like, don't does need this to make you feel better. Do yeah. you want it? Yeah. The goal is to make you feel better. If it's not making yeah. you feel better, I shouldn't be making you take it. There, I was going to say that about like not not giving ch- children don't yeah. have the autonomy because we are under 18. There's like that's a whole ethical issue too to put yeah, people sure. on medication that are not that they're not that yeah, they don't want to be on yeah or that they don't have the knowledge to know what the long-term consequences yeah. are or whatever yeah, potential yeah definitely, netflix definitely. has a really interesting documentary about like adhd stimulants and like riddlin and everything like that and like how like it's changed so much from like the 90s to now yeah and like interesting to yeah. it is it is really fascinating because it's yeah. like it like made me a little bit hesitant about wanting to take stimulants after that but it was also like i hadn't tried them for myself and then once i tried them i was like oh you know what? i think i need this for me yeah. but that was you everybody. going into it with all the knowledge yeah. that you exactly kind of and those kids don't get that and like that was one of the things is like they took a kid who started taking it when he was like 10 years old yeah. and he was like 22 and he was like telling his doctor he's like i don't want to be on it anymore i think it's shitty that parents just decided for their kids. But I also think it's shitty for parents to decide for their kids that they shouldn't, shouldn't be on it. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, like, I came, I came from a house that was, like, anti-medicine. Yeah. And so, like, like, maybe I did need it. So yeah. there were yeah. times that I needed medicine and I didn't get the help that I needed because my parents were like, we don't like the pharmaceutical companies. We don't like doctors. So we're going to do. Nobody does. We're going <laughs> to get you a supplement yeah. and you're going to choke down this horse pill. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. I took a lot of horse pills when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 They're just full of like grass <laughs> in a capsule. Yeah. Hippie parents, you know. <laughs> You're like, mom, I have weird indigestion. They're like, just take another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was weird. Like, my mom tried to cure my mono with supplements. Yeah. And I was like, maybe. 
a doctor. <laughs> and my doctor's like, she's your mom. You go for it. You take those supplements. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back with a smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Springtime is almost here, and like the flowers, we hope you bloom where you decide to plant yourself. Do you have a small business, or have you been thinking about starting one? We are here to help you establish roots that lead to blossoms of success and all other dad jokes and bad metaphors. Reach out for a free 30-minute consultation to discuss your business legal needs, or branch out and attend one of our upcoming The More You Glow seminars. These are community-oriented learning events that focus on all sorts of small business and nonprofit topics. Tickets are sliding scale, 5 to $20, and you can visit our website, rationalunicorn.com, for more information. That's rationalunicorn.com. Through all the seasons, we do community business law for everyone in the community. You're just like, where am I? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you where we are. We're on the smoke break. And we're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. Well, it's pretty dope. Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane. Here with Zoe Schwartz. Hey. And Danielle Porter. Hey. All right. So uh, something I want to talk about, recently finished a book and uh, it was called The Happiness Trap. It was a really cool book. And the thing that I guess it provided for me was just context on uh, goals versus values. Uh-huh. Right. Um, the the problem that they were basically saying with goals is that like if you set a goal and you fall short of that goal, then you feel like a failure. Uh-huh. But if you set a value, uh, for example, if my goal was I want to do stand up comedy and I didn't do stand-up comedy, then I would have failed, right? Mm-hmm. But if I said that my value is I want to make people laugh and I make people laugh, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, in my experience, I think it's better to set values than it is to set goals. But I'm kind of curious. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, let's go ahead and start off with Zoe. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, well, it's actually something I've thought about a lot lately. And I've actually, like, I've learned about it maybe in some different contexts than you. But I, I do really think that uh, the idea of, like, moving towards your or figuring out what your values are, like really like thinking about what your values are when you do something and like thinking about, cause it's like the deeper intention, right? Like, yeah. and I think about it also like when we've talked about before, like when, when you, you know, you do comedy of an art, it's like your art is a uh, performance art. So of course, like what other people think is mm-hmm. part of how we relate to it, but we also have our own personal relationship with our art. And I think that's what makes me think about it. Like, like that's the part of us that's like, how is this aligned with my values? Like, how does yes. this feed me as a human mm-hmm. beyond like other people's validation of it? Right. Like, yeah. And I think, yeah. But I think also just that when you're in line with your values, you can be kind. There's more nuance and you can be kinder to yourself about like intentions versus like, if I meet this, then I succeeded versus like, I'm working towards this thing because yeah. it's important sure. to me. And yeah. like, that feels a lot better than. No, I, I, I definitely yeah. think. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with what you said about, you know setting setting an intention and then that way you can view yourself as am i moving towards this intention as opposed to like did i accomplish this you know whatever i was trying to do yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. deciding like what was right for you based on no checking in with your values right like because yeah. yeah. if something doesn't feel right maybe it's 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 coming from an outside pressure and you realize it doesn't align with your values that's sure. why it feels yucky maybe yeah. right like yeah, yeah so. what about you yeah i mean i i think it's one of those things where it's like with goals like i don't meet most of those goals because i I'd lose interest in them. I was going to say, it's hard yeah. to meet goals when you have ADHD. Yeah, it's very it's like, so. Maybe if like you have a check and you like know that like you have to like, if, like if I, if I believe in it, like if I'm fixated on it, yeah. then absolutely. Yeah, I can meet that goal. But like most of the time it's like, 
that's just not gonna like I don't do New Year's resolutions for that Me reason. Me neither. I yeah. find them like bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna forget about, about that halfway through yeah. the year yeah. slash just, the beginning of the year. It's just something to beat yourself up over. I just like if I decide to do something in the, the new year, it's not a resolution for the new year. Yeah. It's just something that I'm trying to do for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah. I think like with values, it's like if you're going against your values, like you might do some shit that you you're not comfortable with and it's better yeah. to like or wouldn't normally yeah absolutely and like there's a lot of times where i'm just like you know what like i don't there was like a show that i got asked to do a while back it was like a winery show and like there was like a far right person on the show and like mm-hmm. i got hit up by activists and i was just like this doesn't align with my values yeah and like am i gonna like take away my integrity of what i believe in to do a show for like 50 bucks like is that yeah. worth it to me and I yeah. and it wasn't and so I was just like I told the booker I was like I appreciate you asking me to do the show I would love to do the show in the future not with this comedian yeah. so yeah. I'm out and like and I think I know it what you're made, talking about yeah it made me feel better that I stuck yeah. to that integrity to that, value. And like yeah. that value than to like yeah. sell myself out just to like that's a good example yeah. well if if your goal was yeah. to perform comedy then you would have fallen short of right? that but if yeah. your value was sure. I want to perform with the people who I believe in and align with my values right. then you can yeah. mm-hmm. say that you did Absolutely. the right thing in yeah. that situation or like yeah. I want my comedy to like in, you know to support ideas that I think are like right I want my comedy to reflect who I am as a person. Yeah. And if if I'm getting up on stage and I'm doing comedy with somebody who I don't agree with, then mm-hmm. like I'm going against what I want to be reflected of. And I'm a hypocrite in that way. And that, yeah. that yeah. gives me bad anxiety. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good example of what kind of what you're like. I in, think so. In, yeah. Like real time of what you're talking about. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think that it that, that making sure that like your that not only your values align, but the values of the people around you also Absolutely. align. Yes. I think makes a lot of like a lot of difference because it's like if the people who are around you aren't reflecting what you want, then like you going towards anything that is your goal or is your value is going to seem like a slight against them. Well, and then Mm. you see people who like sell out, you know, like Dave Chappelle, like, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like you went against like who you were as a person. Mm -hmm. And now you're just like in this other category where people don't want to fucking engage with you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Definitely. I think that's a really good example of like somebody who I really used to enjoy, but like because of the things that they've said, and stand behind it's not even like the things that you've said it's the things that you stand behind absolutely like, it's, like not, it's not figuring out we're not apologizing when you fuck up to this yeah. part of it right like well, yeah and it's, i think it's that white guy mentality yeah. is like i fucked up but like i'm yeah. gonna keep fucking up. i'm gonna keep yeah. doing it's me. gonna be more of a fuck up if i stop doing it it's yeah like, that's not how that works yeah. it's actually more of can't okay. say anything anymore Ugh, yeah I'm so sick of that. yeah god <laughs> god you could do a whole episode yeah. about can't say anything yeah. anymore. well it's interesting you said that white man mentality because I've, i felt the same way too i'm like it just feels like if you're famous for long enough you just start to you like, start becoming white culture yeah it's like yeah. dominant culture it's like the only way that we let people have fucking power in this country is to adhere to these norms yeah. Yeah. and that's a good example of it of having like a comic like david chappelle who's like had such an interesting perspective that was so important and mm-hmm. then I understand why he stopped doing what he was doing too but yeah but then it like yeah now he's not. so what are some goals that maybe you had before um and maybe like what are some values that you have now Oof, I guess I mean like most of my goals are comedy oriented sure. and I think for me like it's always been like my goal is to like get on this show or to yeah. do this room or something and now i think it's more like my goal like my i value being a good writer and so i want Mm. to like i want that to come out and like i want i want these opportunities but like i want to make sure that like i'm writing enough stuff that like is going to get those opportunities to come to me because 
I value what I'm doing and I believe in what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's like an evolution, kind of like of a maturity, yeah. like in your art too, probably. Yeah. Right. And it's like that, like the stuff that I talk about on stage, like cannot, like it's not. I do a lot of dark shit, and like I, I think it's really funny, like as a Jewish person, to be able to talk about the Holocaust, and so like, mm-hmm. but like, there's people in that room who like are like, oh, does she just fucking say what she just said? Yeah. And yeah. it's like. I've done those jokes where I've been like doing that joke and then I have an abortion joke and I'll double down on the abortion mm, joke mm. and it brings the whole room down and it's like, I'm not going to stop doing those jokes. Yeah, yeah. But I might you. put some distance in between. <laughs> I'm going to write yeah. more stuff so I can like sandwich it so yeah, it's like exactly. a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. still want to say But that. I'm still going to say yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's hilarious that I tricked my grandfather into paying my abortion. Like, it's <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Funny. That story's not going that anywhere no, except maybe not. slightly later than the other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting rid of that story. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Zane? What do you what, what were you thinking about when you were reading the book? Like, how was that relating to you in your life? So, yeah, um, I guess it was it was really just the comedy thing. Like there was like a two year period where I just didn't do comedy. And oh, I was yeah. I was just collecting myself. I was trying to get myself into a place mentally where I felt like doing it. But I felt like I had given up on my goal of being a comic, you know. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, I noticed that I was I was working as a cashier, which was something that you brought up. But I was working as a cashier and pew, 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 finger gun making everybody laugh having this great time at like a place where it could have just been like a here's your drink you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like Mm -hmm. I didn't it was I guess in that moment that I was like I'm not not doing what I want to do I'm just not doing it in the place I thought I was going to sure yeah yeah that's a good and so yeah I I would say like for me like my goal was you you know originally comedy oriented and and definitely music oriented I want to get like a certain want to get a CD done every year I want to get this done um, but I would say that my goals have similarly kind of like yours mm-hmm. become about writing, you know, because yeah. it's it's more attainable. If Same. if I write at all during a day, then I have valued being a writer, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. but if I don't if I don't make a song, then I think that I'm a bad rapper. If I don't go to an open mic, I'm not a comic if I don't. Yeah. But I think if by just saying, like, I want to be a better writer or my value is writing. Um, yeah, it's it's really allowed me to do just about anything that day and feel like I accomplished something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Totally. What about you, Zoe? Yeah, well, I was thinking about what Danielle was talking about because I feel the same way. Like, I feel like before it was like, what's funny, right? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. funny because that's I'm a new comedian and I know I'm funny, but how do I write jokes? And like, yeah. how, what part of, what can, what is going to work for everybody? What's um, relatable? Yeah. And now I'm like really kind of, like bec- I've really leaned into like more niche things that are just like the things I want to talk about, the things I'm, it's mostly the shit I'm frustrated about. Yeah. And the shit I find humor in the frustration or like things yeah. that I want to laugh about because they suck, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think like, um, that same thing of like, but I do sometimes judge, we've talked about this, sometimes I judge myself for like being cliche or being too dirty. Like I wish I, you know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't really do comedy in a clean room. I don't really have a clean set, you know, but that's not who I am. My values, my part of what what I like to do is I like to make, find the humor in like the dark, painful, gross, like hilarious, rough parts of life because that's my humor. Yeah. And so I think in that way, I've learned to, I'm working towards feeling less insecure about being like cert- branded as like oh she's like only talks about sex or mm-hmm. whatever but I, and, yeah and i think as a result it, it, i've had people feedback re- feedback or what's that word not feedback to me but reflect back to me yes. that like i have a specific angle so that mm-hmm. helps because i'm like yeah i feel like oh i'm just doing this thing that all female comics do but it's like no yeah. no we see your specific angle like i'm a little older than some other people i'm single at an age that a lot of people aren't you know so i think sure. yeah so i think in that way being yeah. aligned with my values 
helps me lean into like whatever I yeah. think is funny and what's important to me to make jokes about because it's yeah. about me coping yeah. too, right? Like that's part of what comedy is about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say that's that might even similarly be like the thing that that all of us kind of have in common as far as like when doing comedy is talking about the things that we want to talk about, you know, yeah. because like yeah. I talk about mental health. I talk yeah. about I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like I know you do as well. Yeah. And it's like that's the thing that. I said, if I ever did comedy again, I wanted to talk about the things I wanted to talk about. You sure, know, absolutely. I was always I was always very shy about talking about mental health like before. Like this this show didn't exist before for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very new, like comfort thing. And yeah. so being able to say like, OK, if I come back and I do do comedy, these are the values that I want to. I want to talk about these jokes. I want to talk about these things. I want to talk about these issues yeah. and mm-hmm. just understanding that because those are my values, if I don't get books because somebody needs somebody who's a little bit more higher energy or somebody who's a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, lighter or, or clean or whatever, like understanding that that's OK, that I didn't get that booking because I'm still sticking to my values. Yeah. Yeah. It's like working on your brand, too. I think about like by focusing on your values in comedy, it's like you're you're figuring out what your voice is. Sure. Yeah. And you'll get fans. You'll yeah. get those niche fans. Like, look at Joe mm-hmm. Coy. Like, he created his brand and yes. the way he is talking about his culture. Yeah, and, like, it's great. He's got those fans because of yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, no, I have Filipino friends that are, like, so in yeah. it because he really, like, he talks about stuff that it's, like, you only people from that culture are going to get. Exactly. But he yeah. makes it funny to all of us. And yeah. Like, yeah. that's huge. That's hard to do. Definitely. And it's so important for people to feel, like, seen and things. Too. Yeah, and I think also, like, as women comics, like, you're building this community because you're not going to get the average white guy who's going to love all of your jokes. You're just not. And so like by creating those fan bases, like you are creating women who are going to identify with the things that you say. And even men that are going to identify with the things that you say, like men aren't going to be the primary part of it, but that's, they get to be, they're lucky enough to come around, come along for the ride. Yeah. But it's like, the same thing not... with like Lizzo. Like she created, yeah, that's a good point. she was like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I believe in. And like yeah. people yeah. came because yeah. they yeah. they saw that value. Yeah. 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 She said like people were like, are you really going to be like a positive, you know, but she's like, yeah, I'm going to be a positive music. You know, like some people yeah. want to be positive, but she's, yeah, she's like trying to yeah. make you feel Check good. Check my nails. Yeah. Baby, how you feeling? Yeah, exactly. Feeling good as hell. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And she yeah. says that. And it's working. She's gotten really famous. So yeah. That's a perfect example of like leaning into your your values around she got to play that flute that yeah no black person had before (laughs) no no, it's awesome and her values are really important values too around body stuff and like independence yeah so that's a great example actually and she's always been that way that just was who she was and she just was like this is me and she's never been shy about it yeah more people like that in the world yeah well and just (laughs) allowing herself to eventually translate on stage you know like not being like oh i need to be famous right now or oh i need to be noticed or i need to be booked it's being like i'm going to be me i'm going to show up as me as often as i can and eventually eventually somebody will connect with that yeah Yeah. absolutely i agree so all right cool we're gonna take a real quick commercial break we will be right back with a smoke break we're here every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio Cheers to you, my friends. You're listening to Shady Pines Radio. My name is Nate. And each Friday at 9 a.m., I bring you burnt cough. All things Northwest and tour and acts. Only on Shady Pines Radio. Thanks for tuning in. And we are back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane. Here with Zoe Schwartz. What up? And Danielle Porter. Hi. 
So we are actually going to, uh, we don't have a musical guest this week, but we actually came up with something pretty cool. We're going to show some, uh, showcase some music from some local artists, uh, maybe some people just around that uh, gave us permission to use their music. Uh, but the first artist who we're going to showcase, his name is Wasla. Uh, he's a Native American rapper. Super dope. Uh, just a small trigger warning. Uh, his song is in reference to suicide so and suicidal ideation. So just go ahead and give you that uh, prep for that. And then after that, we're going to have a song by Larissa Birdseye uh, called Serotonin. So I think it's going to be a really dope uh, setup. And Philip, go ahead and play that for us. Thank you. Take it away, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that I'm thinking, fuck, how did it come to giving up? Toes on the ass, this is too much. Lost in the dark, ain't heal these scars, gonna find my heart. Where do I start? Where does it end? Let me begin to tell you how I'm feeling, friends. Cuts run deep in the need to believe in the warrior that I was born to be. Most importantly, ignore the devil, trying to destroy my inner beat. Never will I be that bleak, weak thief. Burn out on the motherfucking street, I'll never be. The poetry's holding me, born to be an important being. With messages of honesty to death and grief, it seems to be the only thing that's killing me. Lately, thoughts of suicide is all I think. Man, it's all I think. These feelings are not right. I will not dishonor my family's beliefs in my light. I pray heal these wounds that lacerate my life. Cuts run deep and need to believe in the warrior that I was born to be. Feel like slipping through my fingers as I feel the devil linger He whispers, pull the trigger when it's pointed at my spirit I feel, I'm losing my mind, I feel I'm gonna die, I feel I'm losing sight, I feel I feel like slipping through my fingers as I feel the devil linger He whispers, pull the trigger when it's pointed at my spirit I feel, and I feel, and I feel, and I feel The criminal system determines you're living and gives you a sentence There's bars in the sentence, come ride my family I die for my family, the life that I live it's a beautiful tragedy Beautiful struggle descendant from hustlers Feeling disgusted with finding my brothers Murder for nothing with no repercussion But karma's a bitch, you know that she's coming Yo. Come, come, come walk in my moccasins Haunted from watching death Constantly conquering Dodging the devil's hands Deliberately defeating these demons Trying to deceive me Only wise minds will decipher what I'm speaking Come decipher what I'm speaking Only wise minds will decipher I feel like slipping through my fingers as I feel the devil linger He whispers, pull the trigger when it's pointed at my spirit I feel, I'm losing my mind, I feel I'm gonna die, I feel I'm losing sight, I feel I feel like slipping through my fingers as I feel the devil linger He whispers, pull the trigger when it's pointed at my spirit I feel, and I feel, and I feel, and I feel I was someone else 
We are back with a smoke break. That was Larissa Birdseye with Serotonin and uh, Wasla with I Feel. What did y'all think about the music? That was awesome. I like both of those videos a lot. Very, very intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for me, very relatable just because, you know, I've, I've struggled with ideation and uh, attempts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to, to see him represented in music, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I, I think comedy has its place for me in explaining some of those feelings. But there's certain things I don't want to laugh about, you know. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. Like, it, especially with like that first music video, you know, representing the the ideation of, of suicide in like the the um, indigenous people's community. Yeah, you I know? say it's really important. Yeah, yeah because I, I like he even said, you know, pointed pointed the gun at my spirit, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. like that really just put into, you know, words like what it feels like when you are trying to get rid of yourself. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's something that I feel a lot of people feel isolated in. But I think that through music, through comedy, through art in general, that we can really For kind sure. of connect with people on that. Yeah. 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 No, I thought that video was really cool mm-hmm. and yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. For yeah. Sure. Um, and then the the second video, serotonin. Um, God, 
Lurinus the Bird's yeah, Eye, such a, a talented, yeah. such a talented mm-hmm. artist, just recently released that music video. So go ahead and check that out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, th- another just super talented local artist um, I, I know has uh, has dealt with sobriety in different forms over the years, um, kind of got into it around the same time that I did. Uh-huh. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like I really want to have her on the show to just kind of explain yeah. her story and her journey because she really is just a, a really unique artist. But um, yeah. Yeah, what was good? I, I like like watching. I kind of like watching and trying to like imagine like what their stories are. You know, mm-hmm. like because like obviously they're telling the story, but like it's you know just kind of ima- like trying to picture like what their experiences have been that like led them to like the different scenes that they put mm-hmm. in there sure, and yeah. like you know her sitting there with the with the medication on the table and then, yeah, like, like kind of like probably I'm guessing like different parts of herself, right? Like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's like a interesting thing because there's like a therapy modality like parts. I don't know where it comes from a different. I can't remember where it comes from, but it comes from like something called parts work mm-hmm. where pe- you think about different parts of yourself sure, as like absolutely. separate parts of yourself. That's kind of what the, that uh, last video made me think. Of. Yeah. Like, that was kind of what she was doing a little bit maybe in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we wanted, if we wanted some, uh, some good mental health focused artists who, who could I listen to maybe privately and then maybe bring on the show? Yeah, well, I don't know if you could get them on the show, but um, oh, you we will see. Okay. Well, Taylor Tomlinson, her second special. No, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, but that's uh, her special is like about her like coming to terms with her being bipolar, mm. and like that's one of my favorite mental health specials because it's like such a like it's such an interesting way to see like how she kind of came to terms with it, and like yeah. she talks about how like the serotonin part for me in general was just like thinking of her bit where she's like talking about like serotonin she's like you know a lot of us don't have a lot of serotonin and like if you're in the audience being like what's serotonin don't worry you have enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one yeah oh man that's yeah Yeah. well i i think that 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 really just kind of um puts into perspective like the things that we may not understand like just by hearing the word but like by somebody putting it into a joke or putting it into a song you can really visualize and be like Oh, okay. Got it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like her journey of figuring out that she was bipolar was basically like she was on a bunch of like mood stabilizers Mm -hmm. for like what she thought was anxiety and depression. Yep. And then like she like basically was like, so I like did this where I Googled all of the pills I was taking Mm -hmm. and I found out that a lot of these pills are taken simultaneously for people with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. And I went to my therapist and she was like, do you think? And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's what I to think about. That's why I came here with this information. Yeah, she's like, is this how you fucking tell people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think you well, have? It is weird. It's tricky, like, diagnosing people. That's something I'm having to do, and it is yeah. really tricky because it's like, one, like, a lot of the time people, what I'm learning is a lot of times people will diagnose people with, like, the least serious or like the least yeah. stigmatizing diagnosis sure. so like diagnosing somebody with like and me like as a new therapist like i probably be more likely to diagnose somebody with like anxiety and depression sure. first and then after i've known them for a while maybe be like you know what i think i'm gonna look deeper yeah. and that is that interesting, was though. that was one of the issues i had when i was getting my diagnosis with adhd was like i was pretty sure i had adhd but every doctor that i went to yeah. except for the online adhd diagnosed people they were like spot on they were like you got combination ADHD yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they were like super nice about it but the doctors that I saw in person and I'm still fighting to get stimulants right now but the yeah. doc- the first lady I went to she was like a naturopath like oh yeah sort of whatever and she's like don't want to start you on stimulants bad for your heart so we'll start you on these but she was like pretty sure you're ADHD like within like the five minutes of meeting yeah. Me. Yeah. the dude who replaced her because she just quit uh. he was like he was like asking me all these questions. He was like, this was like a, fir- I was like, well, I'm here to get a diagnosis with ADHD 
again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I can't, I don't really diagnose ADHD. And he kept trying to say it was bipolar, which is something that happens to a lot of women uh, is they are misdiagnosed with having bipolar disorder because of the way they behave. Mm-hmm. And like anger issues is part of ADHD as yeah. well. And well, so it's like all yeah. of those things oh, combined. Well, and masking, like the, the, the exactly. desire to like, to the thinking that whatever's wrong with you is your fault and then figuring all of these ways to compensate. Exactly. Yeah. manifest in a lot of other ways. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. So that yeah. was like another one where it was just like, okay. And then like this one is like, we need you to do all these tests and then we'll let you know after the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there's a lot of barriers in between getting diagnosed, but like you were saying, and even having talked to you, you know, like understanding a little bit more about like why somebody would try to diagnose you with something lesser because mm-hmm. it, diagnosing you with like, let's say, I think you're schizophrenic. Like that yeah. is a life sentence, you well, know, that can yes. affect work. Being diagnosed can, with autism like yeah. that. You, some countries won't even fucking let you live there. Oh, yeah, really? I didn't know, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. That's wow. wild. Like I New Zealand, like you're not like yeah. legally allowed to live there if you're autistic. Wow. Like it's bad if you're labeled, but it's like. You sometimes you need to be labeled, so yeah. it's that like back and forth. Yeah. Like, how can like because like you could like lose your kids if you're autistic there that's or something. Wow. It's fucked I up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. well. I mean, it's it's definitely stigmatized here. I wouldn't say to as, as much of an extent, but I mean, it might be just a more discreet extent. You know, well, look at the anti-vaxxers. Are... That whole movement is basically to be like your kid might become autistic, yeah. and we don't like autistic kids. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's the, the whole the reason why sending. you're not. And it's oh, like fuck you point. for yeah. like. There's different levels. There's different spectrums of being autistic. You can mask as much. Like my sister thinks she has autism, and it's like there's a lot of things that you see. Like again, TikTok is very helpful in that way where it's showing you all these things that like yeah. you can have, and it's like. Stop sting, you know, like yeah. it's not a bad thing. Don't like chastise your kid because yeah. they're autistic, yeah. you know, yeah. like it just yeah. means you have to like communicate with them in a different way. Yeah, I feel like this. I think a lot of the, when I think about this stuff, it's like these are all just different variations of the way humans probably have always been, yeah, or at yes. least have always been different. And we just are now acknowledging a lot of differences. Yeah. And I think yeah. people are like, everyone's this. And I'm like, it's because everyone's been suffering in silence, yeah, is what I think. And, a lot and of like the time. throughout history, like ADHD might have had more, you know, back when True. we were like fighting for like that's resources. Also, that's also what I've learned too is that the people yeah. with ADHD have served a specific purpose mm-hmm. in like different times. Yeah, it's yeah. evolution. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, well, cool. We're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. Every Saturday night at 10 p.m., the Shady Pines edition of Stranger Than Fiction with Mr. B. And we're back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. I'm your host, Joel Pal Zane, here with Zoe Schwartz. Hi. And Daniel Porter. Hello. All right. So we're going to wrap up with my favorite parts, and that is asking the question that's on everyone's mind. What are you excited for? What are you excited for, Daniel? Oof, what am I excited for? Um... <laughs> I host a weekly Monday night show and uh, I'm always excited for that show because yeah. it, it's a fun time. Uh, it's called Go Comedy Go. It's here in Portland at a Shifter's Bar over on 92nd and uh, somewhere. How long you been running that? Uh, <laughs> Foster. 92nd and Foster. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that was meant to sound sarcastic. But no, it, it wasn't. I didn't know that that wasn't the end of the sentence and that's my I ADHD. Where is it? Fucking, I'm I'm working on like four hours of sleep. Oh, uh, yeah, you're good, you're good. The uh, I've been doing that show for it's a year and a half. We started in October of twenty twenty one. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 We, we used to be at the Zed and now we're at Shifters down the street. I was going to say, I thought it was at the Zed when I did it. It yeah. was at the Zed when you did it. Okay. okay. We moved locations. Um, I also have another show. Uh, it'll be our one year anniversary what? on uh, March 17th at Fourth Wall. It's oh. called what? Everything in Between and it is a no straight white dude show. I've done that one too. It's super and fun. Zoe has done it and Zoe crushed. And yeah. uh, I'm very excited. We got a really great lineup on it. We got Julia Corral, Katie Wynn, Tori Ward. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, so many more other people that I know the names of, but yeah, I'm yeah, forgetting yeah. right now in this <laughs> no, moment. Really. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that's exciting. Congratulations that on the really good shows. I'm really successful. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations you, on yeah. the year. That's awesome. I, I'm very happy with where it went because it started out as a pop up show and then we found Fourth Wall when they were kind of looking for comedy and it just yeah. worked out and it's been great oh. every third friday of the month will be there in april too because it is forever awesome because and there's forever. lots of other good comedy shows there too that yeah. have been happening too almost every absolutely week, it seems like yeah definitely definitely yeah. um so as far as like running running a show what do you think is like has been a hurdle that maybe you weren't expecting marketing 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 is God, very hard dog shit i hate it it's the thing is like there are some comics who are very good and have outside friends and they get those people to come and then it it looks like you got people and then after that th you start getting more people and and it's word of mouth but if you don't have friends like me who aren't <laughs> comics and and they want to go to an open mic because i would go to an open mic too if i couldn't get stage time and uh <laughs> Because we need attention. It, yes. Yeah, they need to talk too. They need the microphone as well. And so marketing was one of those things that I've been slowly kind of working and figuring out. And I really started to enjoy doing the social media and like Good. doing the reels and stuff like That's that. Awesome. And it's it's something that you can like do outside of comedy and it's something you can do with comics. And it, it's just like one of those things that I, I think once you kind of figure it out how to do the marketing, every little bit helps. Yeah. yeah. And it's a skill that's like transferable to other Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I think that, you know, like you could probably, uh, yeah, just be able to teach me a thing or two about marketing. Yeah, just absolutely. Because, yeah. Get some tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, we're trying to, we're trying to get the reels yeah. out there, but it's, you can make, you can have a really cool show, but if there's no one to show it to, then it's just a cool, funny thing you did with your friends. And if you you're know? trying to do a lot of it online, reels are the way to go because if you don't, if you don't fucking mess with reels, like you, like that's what is driving most of these social media accounts now is mm -hmm. because they, they, they backed reels before it used to be like in your feed and then they had stories and now yep. it's reels. And, and so you have to, you, you gotta be making reels and you gotta get those. All right, I'll do some reels. There we go. We convinced <laughs> no, her. We convinced her. <laughs> I can cut them for you if yeah. you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's and that's it's something that I just appreciate Same. about this community. Is yeah, that, you know, like if you don't know how to do something, there's someone who does. Absolutely, who will help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of talented graphic designers yes. and like, yes. yeah, we're doing comedy, but everybody, everybody who does comedy has like a fucking second, third skill, yeah. and it's like, yes. let somebody just have one, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. I'm. I'm to get a master's degree and have a career and yeah. do comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, and you're using that side skill for this yeah, and yeah. for comedy. So look at you, you I did know. it. I'm so proud of you. So he's gonna start diagnosing people on the smoke break. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, was, I'm not allowed the, to do that. <laughs> I talked with my boss. They said big no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, if you want to keep your yeah, yeah. diploma, you don't. Yeah. This is a fun thing so you, you do, but this license. one pays. So yeah, that's how the license goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? What are you excited for, Zoe? Um, I'm excited for similar stuff like, well, uh, well, we just have a lot of cool stuff happening on the smoke break. I'm excited for 
the things that we've been talking about doing potentially. Yeah, I don't know if we're yeah. allowed to talk we about them yet. We were talking about a live show, and yeah. I think we, we, got oh, it, we got it locked in. Yeah. We got it, we got it locked in. Yeah. So we will tell you that date and the location uh, yeah. coming up. Yeah, so I'm excited about that because we're moving up in the world. And then same yeah. thing, I've got, I'm producing that show that I've talked about in Eugene, and I've got the dates booked through the summer. We're not booked, but like set. And then I've got... Uh, March and April book. So that's going to be exciting. The first one. Yeah, so if you're in Eugene, yeah. you listen to the show, go check out yeah. Zoe. March 25th at Wildcraft Cider Works. I hear it packs out. Yes, it does. I, is. I hear that too. I only talked to Zoe, who would be biased, but <laughs> Zane's going to do it. Out. And Zane's going to do it. In, I'm going to rap a little bit, yeah. do a little bit of comedy. April, April 14th. Zane's going to be on the yes. next one. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited about, I'm doing Telltale, ne- the Telltale oh, show next Telltale. Thursday. Such a fun show. Yeah. 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 Such, a, such an amazing person who runs that. <laughs> I cannot uh, vouch great. enough for that. This Jasmine is a Telltale is shirt for people who yeah. can't see the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm super excited about that because that's different. And like, I'm kind of just going to wing it and like just tell some stories and yeah. like try to be my funny self. And Honestly, that room is so supportive. And like, yeah. you just like walk out feeling like, should I just be a storyteller? Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. That's, I love that. Yeah. yeah. That. Well, yeah. and you're such a, a naturally gifted person at telling stories that I think if you give yourself the, the space mm-hmm. to just be allowed to tell a story and trust that it will be entertaining, yeah. I think that it'll I d- help you. I do have some, yeah. so if you're, you know, you're Jewish, yeah. don't like, don't tell people that you need to, you need to recognize your Judaism. Like we need to recognize nice Palestine oh my god did somebody say that I said that (laughs) I mean you're not wrong (laughs) but it was and and then I had a comment come up to me after and she was like I had chills and I was like you shouldn't have (laughs) you're all nothing I say should give anybody chills unless the door's open (laughs) sorry that I haven't been on it since I'm like I understand Jess was like, I'll get you on. And I'm like, will you? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. Take your time. Take your time. Just don't bring up Palestine. <laughs> no, but it's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, not You're not wrong. But yeah, I can see. Yeah. Well, maybe that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to talk about some dark stuff. So we'll see. I, mean, I think I'm going to make it a little less dark. But yeah, I but mean, I mean, some punchlines in. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, just yeah. even it out. Well, I think yeah. just even having like a, a space where you can, yeah, like just trust your storytelling ability, you know, yeah. and like in, in a really excited. supportive room. Yeah, like that makes so much difference of being able yeah. to just be like, yeah, okay, sure. these people are here to listen to my story. You yeah. know, yeah. it's not like oh they didn't laugh, therefore I'm failing as a comic. Yeah. It's like your value is to tell or your value is to tell a story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not it, as scary. Yeah, because you get so like I get so rigid about writing jokes, and I think I've gotten way better at writing mm-hmm. jokes. But my stage presence, like, is missing. Like, I would have better stage presence if I went up there more often and just told stories and riffs because that's sure. where, like, my natural... Yeah, so it's, like, kind of, like, I think doing that more at mics, but also doing um, doing that show, I think, yeah, sort of gives me an opportunity to yeah. practice that. Yeah, absolutely. Skill. But now that I've been doing comedy for a while, too, hopefully it'll, like, meld together in a yeah. great time. I mean, I took a story writing class with uh, John Bennett, uh, and that was so eye-opening and like was able to like kind of let you flow a little bit like in a way where it's like you don't have to be funny all the time and like i did a story that is like very very fucking dark but they were laughing the majority of the time wow that's impressive sweet yeah, I'm yeah, sure that exciting. gave you like more confidence in the stuff that like you do. Absolutely. Yeah, then you like more likely to go mm-hmm. try something when you're not sure. Yeah, for sure. Just go yeah. for it. Yeah, that's what I yeah. want to try to do too. So yeah. Oh, that's super dope. What about you, Zane? What are you excited? What am for? I excited for? Let's see. Um, I have recently been finishing a lot of books. That's been really nice. Um, and just trying to because my job is uh, as a peer support specialist or excuse me, peer support mentor. I'm not a specialist yet. I don't have. Yeah, don't listen to anything I say. This is not from a mental health professional. This is from just an asshole. Uh, 
uh, with a microphone. These are all opinions. Regardless. These are all opinions. If anybody asks, uh, you can't sue him over it. Yeah, please. I should have said this much earlier. We're on episode seventy-eight. It says that on my watch that I don't have. I'm panicking. I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, yeah, I'm stalling, and we have five minutes. No, um, I'm excited to be finishing books. Um, and like I was saying, I, I I like getting more information so I can share more information. Um, sure. Before it was kind of just like this selfish, like I need to help myself. But now it's like okay. You're getting the help that you need. How do you offer that support to other people? So, yeah, um, finishing books has been a, has been something really interesting. Do you guys do you guys fuck with Brene Brown? Hello, oh, I mean, what? I've watched oh her. I've watched her Netflix stuff. She's she's pretty I, funny for for what she does. Yeah, I think she has What's some. It? Okay, wait, some, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I just me. know there's some. I think she's got some really interesting stuff, but I've heard some controversy. Like she's got some. Uh, some things that people think are a little not as inclusive as they should be, or something. Sure, sure. sure. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think. But that, I do think her points are interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I appreciate her as somebody who can deliver the information, but also be humorous about it, and sure. like, and understand that like the barrier to a lot of that information is how fucking dry it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think know. she might be kind of fat phobic. I think that might be part of what I heard about her. Like she has some views that are like don't align. That, with, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things. I mean, that I I might be wrong, but I think I remember hearing like. Some things she said that have sort of like sure. ruffled some feathers in certain yeah. communities. Well, and but we're all human, and you know, yeah, yeah. Well, in 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 all the ways that she is opening doors for people, you know, that doesn't mean that she hasn't left some closed to others. <laughs> Absolutely. And, well, and that's important to know that, like, just because someone's smart and has awesome things to doesn't mean we should stop thinking critically, right? Exactly. Absolutely. But, yeah. but what do you like about her, Zane? Um, I would just yeah, it's it's really just the infusion of humor and um and the the information, you know, because yeah. it's like I yeah. I want to share the information about bipolar I want to share the information about you know ADHD or whatever but it's just like trying to find a way to share it without it seeming either too heavy or oh, yeah. not mm -hmm. uh, you know not relatable or like you know she has like these perfect metaphors that I'm yeah, just like sure. oh yeah I guess it kind of is like that. She is good at that you're right I think, good, yeah. I think that's also why TikTok is so successful at yeah. it is because it's like they're fun they're yeah. like they're funny they're entertaining they're like people are doing sketch like they're, they're just doing sketches yeah. and like it's it's. Have them. you seen that one dude he's like who does the ADHD TikToks he's like, like a teenager, yeah, and yeah, he's and he like, like now a little adult, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. Performative, informative art, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, you feel more educated art. after you watch it, yeah. You're like, oh, that's why I do yeah. that thing, yeah. Like, having a body double was nothing, I never would have thought to do that. Yeah. And then I have like, I get so much more fucking dumb when there's somebody in the room with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like the parallel thing, mm -hmm. which is like studying or like someone or having your friend like be like, okay, I'm on my way over if you haven't cleaned your room. Oh my God, dude. Because it's like, That's good. I can't tell you how many times that I've gotten my kitchen clean for the first time in months just because I had someone coming over for dinner. Yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that my kitchen's like filthy, but you know, like something like mopping. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, you know, the thing. Yeah. Like, the I thing do think we don't have to off. clean the top of the stove. If I know I'm going to get laid, like I clean my room. Like, I'm like, if the possibility can occur, you cannot, I'm not. I'm not gonna let you see my underwear hanging on a drying rack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're all I did that and they didn't come back. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no, really, they didn't. Outside structure. Same here, girl. <laughs> Most of them do. And that's cool because I like living alone. <laughs> I got a dog. Oh my god, I did I did a little video. Did you see this? I did a little mm. story on Instagram the other day where I was holding my I was petting my dog and I was like, his buttholes on everything, you guys. Like I showed and I was like, this is why I live alone. <laughs> I was like, the thing you don't know about pugs is their buttholes on everything. Yeah, I was the, like, you come over here. The cats of dogs. I'm covered in dog hair. Yeah. It's just a part of me now. <laughs> it's okay. I get stamped all day long every day. <laughs> wow, stamped. Uh, that is quite the word. Okie doke. Well, that has been the smoke break. <laughs> Uh, we are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. Uh, it's the most pretty dope experience radio. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with 
Zoe Schwartz. Bye. And Danielle Porter. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, yes, for thank coming. you so much for coming. Yeah, we, we had a really good time. Sorry for saying butthole stuff at the end. No, 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 no. It was stamp. Stamp was the word where okay. I drew the line. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So he's right. going to go get a stamp now <laughs> on my inside of my wrist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, this has been fun. I'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>